for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. We serve a God that His Son told all of us, I only speak what the Father speaks. I only do what the Father does. Prayer is a powerful thing. It's an intimate thing. When we can get into prayer, when we can get into prayer and already see what happened, then it gives peace, right? Because now I'm sitting back coming here going, well, I know how it's going to happen, but how are we going to get there? Our God's fun. Our God's joyous, because laughter's about to break out over here, and I'm fine with it. Let the spirit break out. Let him do what he wants to do, man, because it's so much better that way. But you know, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I had a speech problem growing up. I know that's shocking. Max freaking out right now, going, no way. There's no way that guy won't shut up, ever. I didn't used to get bathroom passes because teachers were like, he's going to be out there talking to somebody. But I had a speech problem growing up. And I got made fun of. Man, did I get made fun of. And then that created a few other issues for those kids. It worked out fine for me. Um, Besides, the principal's office was never much fun. Um, But it created a lot of insecurities with myself that I didn't ever, 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 ever want to be up here speaking in front of anybody. Because what if you started laughing at me? What if I messed up a word? So when God called me into the ministry, he and I had some conversations. He won. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. But during those conversations, I remember them like they were yesterday. He reminded me of when we were in Africa. And uh, when, I, when, when he called me, I said, no way. I can't speak. People will laugh at me. I'm not articulate. Man, Pastor Mark, I could listen to him for days. Guy's articulate. He's intelligent. He's awesome. He's gifted. He's anointed. Blessed to be in this church. Amen. And uh, man, I'm... I'm blessed to be working here because watching him and being around him, you just learn. Um, and so I, I am blessed. Thank you, Jesus. But getting back to it was realizing my conversations with God was all about me. This is all about me. God, I can't talk. What if people make fun of me? God, I, I grew up with a reading problem. I was in reading classes all the way up to fifth grade. Because I couldn't hear when I was younger. I had ear problems. So obviously I couldn't hear right. So then I couldn't hear how words were enunciated. Then I couldn't speak right. So reading was the last thing I wanted to do. So I had all those, those conversations with God. And, uh, and then fear sits in, right? Man, that stinker. Fear sets in. And that was so easy to deal with. God took care of that so easy. God... 
Literally, and any problem that was dealt with down here, all the anointing that was dealt with down here, you know, we sit back and we're like, oh, it's cancer. That's just an Allen wrench for God. That's not even like an air tool. I'm not like a big mechanic type of guy, but, you know, I know what an air tool is. It's an Allen wrench. But we're always sitting back saying, well, what about me? God, this is my problem. This is my problem. And God never, ever sat back and said, son, I'll fix that for you. I'll give you confidence. I'll give you boldness. Man, I will make you the most intelligent preacher in the entire world. I did pray for that. Um, <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Um, but I pray for all that stuff, right? Never answered my prayer. Never even told me anything. Thank God for wives. Wives are the most amazing gift to mankind in the entire world. I have the best wife in the world. You can wave. Her name's Jen. Um, blessed. I don't want to start talking because I'm going to cry if I look at her now. Um, she reminded me something in my first year of Bible school as this was going on. She said, you know, there was a dude named Moses that had a speech problem. She said that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I think I'll be okay. Like, I think I'll be okay. I don't think I'm Moses, but I think I'll be okay. And, uh, and I wish I could have understood the, the, the gravity of that at that time. But she, my wife gave me comfort um, because she was obedient. But I heard this preacher, and I only got to hear this portion of it because I was a cop for ten and a half years, and while I was listening to the podcast... Um, I listened to this portion, and then I got a call, and I had to leave, and I never listened to the rest of the podcast before. Um, but he was talking about, in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses is, you know, tending sheep, stinky as can be. I mean, anybody that works on a farm or around animals is stinky. Um, until they shower. And so, you know, there, there's Moses, tending sheep, tending field, all that, right? Stanky. Big old beard, probably cool as can be because beards are cool now. Kind of like that back in the day. And so, all of a sudden, God shows up in a bush. Now, now seriously, that's got to trip a brother out. Like, he's sitting there tending sheep. Moses, take off your sandals, this is holy land. Oh, cool, and he does it, right? He just does it, he's obedient. Obedience. But then he starts talking to him, and he's like, hey, I want you to go back to, back to Egypt, and I'm sending you to talk to Pharaoh. Now, this is just me reading into Moses a little bit, knowing I had a speech problem. No. No, God, seriously, I can't talk. Like, I can't say my R's. Like, how am I going to say Pharaoh? Pharaoh? That would have been me, right, with my speech problem. I would have Pharaoh. And then he would have killed me for making fun of his name. So I'm sitting there thinking, having this conversation with God, if I was Moses, how this was going. Moses never talked to, or God never talked to Moses and strengthened Moses about how cool he was, how cool his beard was, how cool his clothes were, how great of a sheep herder he was. It was never about Moses. It was never about Moses. It's never about me. It's never about you, or you, or you. It's never about you. Being in the ministry is not about you. It's about others. 
Being a police officer is definitely not about you. It's not even about your family. It's about others. So God said this. God's a bright guy. I believe that the Bible is completely inspired, written by the Holy Spirit, by man, right? We all agree on that. Cool. I don't understand this verse at all. So God replies back, says, well, I am that I am. What does that mean? I've never understood that. Ever. I'm not kidding. I told you I wasn't, you know, had a speech problem. So maybe I misread it, right? So I'm sitting back and I'm like, I am that I am. What does that mean? You sound like Popeye. Like, I am that I am. Like, you're God. You're supposed to be like something cool. Like, say, hey, I'll be a lion for you when you need to be a lion. But he doesn't say that. But I hear this preacher teach this snippet. And the Holy Spirit allowed me to listen and hear this. And it changed everything for me. Moses was complaining and talking about his speech problem, his shortcomings, his lack of confidence. Now, maybe I'm the only one that's being real here at, at Life Church. Maybe I'm the only one that's being vulnerable. In our vulnerability, we will grow. In our vulnerability, we will have people step up alongside of us and walk with us. He says, I'm that. Moses. No, 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 God, you don't understand. I can't talk. First off, they're going to kill me if I go back. No, no, I'm that. Woo, man, I'm that. Do you get what he's saying? I don't know. I don't like pictures taking, being taken of me. Dude, seriously, you're together with a photographer. She's that. I'm a photographer. You can't beat it, right? Get used to it. Because God's that for you. He's that comfort. He's that comfort. Hey, I don't know how to do a marriage. I've never been married before. He's that. I'm sick. And I'm not going to name the sickness because it doesn't matter to me. I'm sick. In the Bible, I can't find anywhere, anywhere where it sits back and says, hey, infirmities will be healed, and here's the list of them. Infirmities. Allen wrench. His word. So I sit back and think, whoa, I thought this was all about me, God. I thought you were supposed to be the one that strengthens me, that gives me grace, that allows me to walk like George Jefferson, right? Walk a little different. I thought you were supposed to give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. God, this is a, however I look is going to be a testimony to you, God. Like, can I grow hair? I'd like to grow hair. Would love an afro. Like, I've, I've loved afro since I was a little boy, man. God let me grow an afro. Right? But he's that. I was worried about me. I was worried about my shortcomings. What shortcomings do you have? Is it a sickness? Self-confidence? A speech problem? I mean, man, when he told us to go to Africa, I was like, you're out of your mind. Africa, I don't like heat. Can we go to Switzerland? I love snow. <laughs> so far, he's told us nowhere cold. Um, but, God, give me strength to deal with the heat. I am that. Amen. Yes. I'm that. Come on. Yeah. 
God, what's my ministry going to be, man? What's my ministry going to be? I'm that. I'm that. Well, God, what's it look like? <laughs> Mac knows I have the, had 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 this issue. <laughs> what's it look like? How long before? How am I supposed to be? What's that look like? Stop worrying about what it looks like. Stop worrying about, hey, this is what I look like doing it. Or this is what my family looks like living in Africa. Or this is what my family looks, looks like living in Boise with me quitting a job with great insurance, great benefits, and a great salary. And a really fun job. What's that look like, God? He says, I'm that. Stop worrying about it. I have you right where you need to be, and I'm that. I'm that. So if we take that, and let's jump back. This is, the, this is awesome. So the gal who had the, the, the bleeding problem, right? She was bleeding for 12 years. Um... I want to say it's Mark chapter 5. Um, she had a bleeding problem for 12 years. Now reading that and looking into it, she looked and studied and went to doctors after doctor after doctor and lost not just a little bit, she lost all her money. She lost all her money. But then she heard about this dude named Jesus. Ooh, again, man, I, I get giddy when I say Jesus. Because when I say Jesus, I can't help but think, huh, he's that. I can't think of when I say Jesus, I can't think about but remembering that demons flee at his name. I can't help but think that when you go lay hands on the sick, they shall recover in his name. Not using Jesus' name because there's a lot of people named Jesus. He said, in my name. And you're in me. And I'm in the Father. So if you're in me and I'm in the Father, we're all one happy family. Uh, he's that. He's that. So she has this bleeding problem and she's trying, to, she's trying to figure it out. Now here's the cool part. What did God send to us? The word. The word was sent to us, and it, when the word was sent, we were healed. Right. Amen. And healed. I'll correct myself. It actually says and healed. Because he sent his word Jesus in the flesh to us and healed. If this happens, this happens. And healed. The word. So this gal heard about Jesus. And when she heard about him, she went to where the crowd was. And now in my mind, again, I'm a picture guy, right? So in my mind, I'm sitting back going, can you imagine the mass of people? And maybe that's, well, maybe that's what he did tonight. Maybe that's why he wanted everybody to come up here. So that maybe we could all get a, a feel of what it was like to have that many people and that type of anointing weaving in and out of people. It didn't stop Jesus. It didn't stop the Holy Spirit tonight, did it? 
I don't think so. But that gal did something that's incredible. She spoke words. She spoke words of hope that created faith, that created strength. Her words created an image inside of her that created enough strength. Now, I'm thinking that if a gal was bleeding out for 12 years, she probably wasn't super strong. So I'm imagining she's hobbling, weak, walking through this crowd. And this says it's a huge crowd. It enthralled Jesus. Getting knocked about. Getting knocked about. But she never took her eyes off Jesus. I'm going to make it to Jesus. If I, can just, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I, can, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I, can, if I can do it, I'll be healed. If I can touch. Oh, and I, whoo, she got healed. She always looked at him. She never took his, her eyes off the word. It wasn't about Jesus so much the person, the Word. She never took her eyes off the Word. With all of the junk around her, with all of the people hustling and bustling around her, she never took her eyes off the Word. She never stopped speaking her Word. God created everything into existence by His words. There is power in our mouth. Proverbs chapter 16 tells us that by the words that we speak are like sweet honeycomb to our lips and brings healing to our body. Brings healing to our body by what we speak. And she saw Jesus, the word, never took her eyes off the word and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Woo. Oh, this is good. So that happened there with Jesus the Word. What happened when he got crucified? He's carrying the cross. He'd already been beaten. He'd already been tortured. He's carrying the cross. And he's falling. But he knows the Word says, I must complete this. I must be sacrificed on a cross. And he gets back up because he's speaking it. He knows it. He knows what the Word says. It's creating strength inside of him. And he carries on in the mob. And he falls again. And he says, no, I will get up and I will walk. I will get to the top of that hill because I know my destiny. Because I know my destiny. I know what the word says about me. Because it's true. He never took his eyes off the destiny. She never took her eyes off of the word. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. If I can just get there, Jesus. Again, in my mind, this is how it works out. He's fallen. He fell like three times. And then he actually had to carry that wooden tree up a hill. Beaten. How many times, I'm going to say us men, I'm falling on my sword. When I am not feeling well, I am a sissy. When I'm not feeling well, I can't imagine carrying a wooden cross 
up a hill, up Camel's Back Mountain, when we're healthy. But Jesus spoke the word. He knew his mission. He knew his vision. And by him being hung on that wood as a curse to be all washed aside, it enabled the woman to touch the hem and get healed. Because God already knew it happened. God already knew his son was going to do it. I have faith in my daughters. When they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. That's what a father has. Joe, you will experience that soon enough, and then she'll be married, and we'll go bowling together. <laughs> but what I, what, I, what I want you to walk away with tonight is that the Word tells us that we must renew our mind daily with the Word of God. I believe that with all my heart because it has worked for me. But the reason it worked for me, which I didn't realize until last week as this revelation was coming to me, was it worked for me, one, because I did it, but because the Word says so. It's true. It's fact. It doesn't matter how I felt at the time when I was reading it. I might not have felt different. I might not have been thinking different when I read that scripture or a scripture that I was reading trying to not think the way that I was thinking when I was a cop. But the word says it will happen. And God, I'm going to remind you of your word. I'm going to remind you of your word. I'm going to remind you of your word. And I'm going to say it out loud so that you hear me saying it. And uh, devil, I want you to hear it too so that you know I'm speaking faith. Because pretty soon, when we speak that word so much, it gets down in us. It can't help to get me a little bit excited. It can't help me to kick over and start climbing on, climbing on, on chairs and be like, oh, I just got to pray for somebody because the word says they're healed. I don't care how I do it, but I get so excited that I'm going to do it. Because the word gets down into you, it gets rooted, it creates faith, and then you become an actual doer of the word. So if we can't speak it, how are we going to do it? It has to get rooted down into, it has to get in us. People got touched tonight. I want to ask this. How many people got healed tonight? Raise your hands. Amen. Amen. How many people experienced God in a more intimate way, a more real way than ever before? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reason I believe this message is so crucial is because, one, we are a word church. Pastor Mark teaches the word. He teaches truth. Ah, so blessed. When you walk away from here tonight, don't just walk out, like I said earlier, and just be like, oh, cool, it was fun to play in the water. That was great. If it doesn't create change, to me it was pointless. To me personally. I want tonight to create change in you. To build the kingdom. To affect others. Speak God's word over your circumstance. Your circumstance is only a feeling. 
Your circumstance really is a great barometer of the devil telling you a lie of what you actually have. Carrie, you're sick. This, I mean, I'm, I'm playing, right? He's not sick. He's healthy as can be. I'm, I'm going to play it, the enemy. Man, you're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. <laughs> he spoke God's word, and what did I do? I had to. I had to back off. Speak His word. Speak His word. Speak His word. Even when you don't feel different, I don't care about feelings. Even when you don't feel different, Jesus didn't feel very good carrying that cross for me. That, girl, that woman having that bleeding problem did not feel very well for 12 years, but it did not stop her from crawling, weaving inside and out, never taking her eyes off the word. Speak his word. We have the most powerful tool, powerful tool, there was the speech problem, the most powerful tool in the entire world. Jesus' name and the word. Demons will flee. Sickness is gone. Laughter comes about. I'm hesitant to go over here and touch her because she will lose it. We must speak his word. When we speak his word, we get faith. It gives us an inner strength. Our healing is already a reality in the spiritual realm. That's right. Come on. We must speak it into us. It's easy. It is so easy. The hardest thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this, and then we're going to, if anybody wants prayer, we'll pray. I'm going to close with this. The hardest thing anybody in this room has ever done, spiritually speaking, I'm a firm believer of this. The hardest thing, you got saved. Everything else is easy. Like getting saved was like going up a roller coaster where it's like, and you're like, oh man, we're going high. Oh man, we're going high. Like, I wonder what's going to happen when we go over the edge. Right? Because we never know what God's going to ask us to do. Just being honest. But what happens when we get there and we're like, oh, Jesus, you died for me. (sighs) Died for you. Like we were the people that, that... we were the people that stabbed him in the side. We were Barabbas, that the crowd was saying, let Barabbas go. Come on. And he, I, I'm, I'm strucken right now. He died for me. He died for you. Thank you, Jesus. But we don't, we don't, oh man, we don't live there. We live at the throne. We live in victory. Speak the word. I don't feel very victorious. No, I don't care. Victory. I live victorious. I am more than a conqueror. So right now, I want to, again, every one of us, we're going to count to three, and I'm going to say, 
we are more, and you're going to finish by saying, than a conqueror. We are more than. We are more than. We are more than. That's how it sounds to the devil when we just say it by ourselves. We get to wake up every day and kick him in his mouth by the word of God. So as we leave here tonight, you are healed because the word says so. Well, I may not feel like it tomorrow. I don't care. The word says so. And speak it out loud. Speak it out loud. Speak it out loud until you feel like you're going to jump over chairs. Speak it out loud until, hey, church as, as usual is done. There's no way, there's no way we can do church as usual after what we just experienced. Sunday mornings should be like Africa. Sunday morning, we should be rocking Pastor Mark's world when he walks in and there's more empty seats out there and there's more people up here. When we start chugging up that roller coaster, what's always the best part? Yee! Woo! Right? So I challenge you with that. I challenge each and every single one of us with that as we walk out of here tonight to do that. Can we do that? Amen. If anybody in here, if anybody in here needs to leave, you leave. If anybody is in here that wants prayer for anything, you come up. And we will pray for you. I've got... I have all night. <laughs> okay? So, we are going to do that. Um, there are going to be ushers at the back door for tithing and offering. I'm going to honor that because that is one of the most beautiful things to do to God. Um, I mean, heck, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, it basically says the only place we should test God is in the tithe. And in, in further down that verse, it says that he will open up the windows of heaven upon you. Okay? So, there will be ushers in the back door. If you want to drop your tithe off there, God bless you. Man, it was an honor. <laughs> it was an honor to speak here tonight. It was an honor for Pastor Mark to ask me. Um, I am extremely humbled. Um, God gets all the glory. It, it, it's so fun to see God just touch his people. And um, so I will pray, close up, but if people want prayer, come on up. Heavenly Father, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.